From the Beantown Athletic Studio in Boston, this is the Danny Picard Show, Monday, August 21st, 2017. Today's show is presented by Beantown Athletics, your number one source for screen printing and embroidery. Go to beantownathletics.com right now to get a free quote for your customized apparel. Today's show is also presented by DraftKings. You can play for free at DraftKings.com by using my promo code PIC. That's P-I-C. At DraftKings, every day is a brand new season, especially during the Major League Baseball season, and you should be playing arcade mode right now because it's so simple. All you do is pick five hitters and one pitcher. That's right, just five hitters and one pitcher, and you can turn your love of baseball into cash prizes every single day. Put together more than one lineup every day if you want. And uh, football season is right around the corner, and you will still be able to use my promo code PIC. Again, that's P-I-C during the NFL season. Week one, right around the corner. The Patriots have played two preseason games. They lost both of them, but they've played two, which means that the third preseason game is coming up, and that is the full dress rehearsal in which I'm expecting Tom Brady to play a full half of football in that third preseason game against the Detroit Lions. We'll get into more of that. But uh, with the NFL season right around the corner, just another reminder that you should be going to DraftKings.com right now or download their app, and you can play for free. Baseball, football, they have every single sport that you could possibly imagine. The promo code is PIC, P-I-C. Welcome to the show on this Monday afternoon. And I am walking around the back of Beantown Athletics. I'm not even in the studio today because I am currently walking out to the parking lot broadcasting live from the 2017 Total Solar Eclipse. You should see these fucking fools out here with their sunglasses. I mean, here's... I have sunglasses on too, you're right. <laughs> but but uh, I, wait a minute. I have sunglasses on because I drank one too many beers watching SummerSlam last night. That's why I have sunglasses on. Uh, here's the deal about the total solar eclipse. It, and when, how long, uh, when is it going to be, guys? What time? 2.45? What time is it right now? It's 2.43. 2.47 it's going to happen. It's 2.43 right now. And um, what happened? Like, what what's gonna happen? Somebody, I, I get what's gonna happen. I've seen pictures, I've seen videos, I understand. But what, like, what else is gonna happen out here? Anything? Like, you guys can't possibly look up with those sunglasses. They say you need a special sunglass to look up. You, you look, you look, you looked up. Joey, Joey T looked up. He looked up. He bent the knee and looked up at the sun. He bent the knee at the sun. I did not watch Game of Thrones last night. I watched SummerSlam. I'm going to get into that. But I just need to get this off my chest. I don't give a fuck about the total solar eclipse. I don't. In fact, somebody tell me when I can look up at the sun again. Because I, 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 I always look at the sun. I, you ever go to the beach and look up at the sun? What do you mean? Where do you look? Where else do you look? No, I'm not saying staring up at the no, I'm not saying stare up at the sun. I I realize that. I'm not saying look up at the sun. This lady's doing a U-turn. Get her. Guys, guys, 
she just did a U-turn in your parking lot. You have this big fucking sign there that says no U-turns, and you don't even... You guys are too concerned with the total solar eclipse. People are in there breaking the rules. Wow. Let me know when I can look up at the sun again. That, that's my analysis of the total solar eclipse. People are really losing their minds over this, huh? People, I, I mean, honestly, I, how long have I been in here for today? Four hours? And, and out of those, <laughs> too long? Out of those four hours, have we talked about anything other than the sun? That's, that's insane to me. That's insane. Just let me know when it's over. That's basically all I care about it. How many more minutes we got? Two more minutes? All right. I'm going to go live in the back of the parking lot. Now what else is happening? We got another U-turn out here, guys. Another U-turn in the parking lot. This is definitely an Uber driver, too. I just can't make it up. The sun has taken over Beantown Athletics. They don't care about anything else. Come on in. Steal a T-shirt. Everybody's out back. I'm walking out to the store. I could steal anything I want in here right now. Because everybody is too concerned with the fucking sun. Well... Moving on from the sun. What do you want to get to today? Um, as you can tell, this is just one of those shows where we I don't want to say go off script because I don't know that there ever is an actual script. But, wow, Joey's rubbing his eyes. He's worried. He looked up? You looked up? With shades. Uh, you looked up with shades? All right, let me know how Joey T. from Beantown Athletics, how, does, how did it feel? Couldn't see much. <laughs> That's it? How do you feel now? A little worried. You're worried? Yeah. So your life has changed a little bit, and it hasn't even happened yet. We're still, what, a minute away? A minute away? A minute away? And you're worried? Right. You're st- oh, yeah. Right really? Well, I, I tell you what. If you lose your vision, we'll help you walk around. We'll get you to the store every day. We'll take you home. It'll be all right. Don't worry about that. All right? We got you. Joe, we got you. We're not going to let the sun take you down. Nope. Nope. Uh, now we got videos. On, all right. It's cool. All right. You know what else is cool? The fact that the Red Sox are in first place in the AL East. That's pretty cool. On August 21st, as they enter a four-game series in Cleveland against the Indians. And uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting month and a half or a little bit less than that, I should say, because while the Red Sox are looking good right now, they just won two of three against the Yankees at Fenway, there are definitely some concerns. No question there are concerns. One would be the health of not just David Price, but now Drew Pomeranz, who left his start the other night, uh, what, Friday night in the fourth inning because of back spasms. He was talking about hip realignment after that. He says he's all right. He says he's day-to-day. He says he's going to make his next start, his next scheduled start. But, you know, there's always kind of been something about Drew Pomeranz, injury-related, that has scared me. You know, there's sort of that cloud hanging over his head, like you're just waiting for something to go wrong. He's had a great season, don't get me wrong. And the Red Sox, you know, they need him to have a great season, especially with someone like David Price down and with someone like Rick Porcello having struggled for most of this season, or at least not having looked like the Cy Young Award winner that he was last year for most of this season. So they needed Pomeranz. He, he's come through in the clutch many times. And so that's why I expressed some concern there. If, if this is an injury that maybe does creep up on him again, the back spasms or whatever he's saying, the hip realignment, then we got an issue. 
Because I honestly do not know that David Price is going to be coming back anytime soon. Now, because the Red Sox have been winning so much, because they've been winning so much recently, I think that there's a luxury they have where they're able to rest these guys. They're able to rest a guy like David Price. They're able to rest a guy like Dustin Pedroia a little bit more than they would if, you know, they weren't really having a great season or if they weren't necessarily running away with the division. Um, Now, running away with the division is strong. They're five games ahead of the Yankees. They have a tough series against Cleveland here. You know, they're going to be playing the Yankees again coming up soon. So they haven't won the division yet. But I think because of the recent successful stretch they've had, that that means that they're able to, you know, they, they don't have to rush Pedroia back. They don't have to rush Price back. So, so that's a good thing. And when they do get these guys back, a good problem to have too is that at least with Pedroia, you're trying to put Pedroia into a lineup that right now, you know, is playing some pretty damn good baseball. And if people have tried to call into my weekend radio show and ask, well, what do you do with Pedroia when he comes back? Where do you go with him? I think it's simple. I think against a left-handed pitcher, Mitch Moreland is the guy that's coming off the bench. You put Hanley at first. You either put Nunez or Pedroia as your DH against a right-handed pitcher. That's where it gets a little more complicated. Um, you're not taking Devers out. You know, Nunez, again, you'd like to see him in there every day. However, Pedroia is a guy that you you need to see in there. And if Moreland's going to be at first base, that means Hanley has to be the DH against the right-handed pitcher. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that Pedroia would slide into second, and that would probably put Nunez out. So you put a gun in my head right now. I think that Nunez is your bench player against the right-handed pitcher, and Moreland is your bench player against the left-handed pitcher, and that's the way this thing's going to work out. Now, who knows? By the time we get Pedroia back, by the time the Red Sox get Pedroia back, maybe Devis cools down to the point where maybe you do need to sit him a couple games. Who knows? But I think that's a good problem to have, and that's another reason why I think the Red Sox are in a good position Still, again, it comes with some concerns from an injury perspective with someone like Pomeranz, and also from a bullpen perspective where outside of Kimbrell and outside of Addison Reed, who do you really trust? I don't trust Joe Kelly in a big spot late in the season. Um, I don't trust Matt Bonds right now at all with anything. Heath Embry, eh, I I don't know that he's the first guy I'm pulling out. Um, putting out in that mound before Reed and Kimbrell, Brandon Workman is the guy, to me, that I trust the most out of that bullpen outside of Reed and, and Kimbrell. Now, Robbie Scott's a different story because he's sort of a lefty specialist. If, if it's not a lefty specialist situation, then I'm talking about who, out of the other four guys, who do you trust the most between um, Bonds, Joe Kelly, Heath Tembury, and Brandon Workman. To me, it's Brandon Workman. So I'd like to see him sort of take that role over. I think that's going to make John Farrell's job a whole lot easier, and it should at least take away some of the fear from all of us here in Boston that John Farrell is going to make this ridiculously stupid bullpen decision in a big game down the stretch. I mean, look, it still could happen. But at least if some of these guys take these roles and run with it, then it makes John Farrell's job a whole lot easier when it does come to those decisions. So that's where the Red Sox stand right now. 
Uh, they, again, they're in Cleveland beginning tonight for a four-game series. This is this might be the toughest series that they've had all season. This is an Indians team that's battling with the Red Sox. If you think about it, if 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 the Red Sox in Cleveland, if they're not going to catch the Houston Astros, then that means the Red Sox and the Cleveland Indians are going to play each other in the ALDS, which means what are these two teams playing for? <laughs> they're playing for home field advantage. Last year, Cleveland had the home field advantage. If the playoffs began today, the Red Sox would have it over the Indians in the first round. But that's what you're playing for at this point. That's what you have to look at. And I don't see why you wouldn't want home field advantage. So that's a, that's a pretty big advantage. That means, you know, the stakes are pretty high this week. Four-game series beginning tonight in Cleveland. I'll react to it all on Thursday. What else we have in Major League Baseball this, this weekend? Oh, Curtis Grandison. How about that? The Grandy Man traded from the Mets to the Dodgers in a waiver deal. You know what the trade was? And we were talking about this, Pete. We were talking about the waiver deadline, which is August 31st. Guys clearing waivers. Last week, we were talking about Giancarlo Stanton and what it would take to get a player like that. you got to get sneaky. If you want to give up something that you think, all right, this player is not going to clear waivers for us to be able to trade him. So we, we give him cash considerations and a player to be named later. That's what the Mets did. All right? The Mets and the Dodgers came up with a trade. And... Grandison goes from New York to L.A. L.A. sends cash considerations and a player to be named later. I will guarantee you that player to be named later is somebody that was not going to clear waivers. And and they knew they couldn't give him now, so they agreed to sort of a wink-wink behind the scenes. All right, when the regular season's over, we're going to make this player that player to be named later. I guarantee you that's going to happen. Uh, now, the Dodgers didn't necessarily need another outfielder, but Grandison, he's already producing, right? He hit a home run the other day. So so um, that's a good deal for the Dodgers. They have their pitching injuries, but I think they expect to get all their pitching back or most of their pitching back by the time the playoffs begin. And, and they've already – look, the Dodgers are already in the tournament, so they don't have to worry about that. So that's another thing in Major League Baseball that went down this weekend. And uh, – I don't know. I can't really think of anything. Oh, they had that Little League, the Little League Classic last night where the Pirates and the Cardinals wore uniforms similar to Little League teams, and, and they actually played it at Williamsport, not, not on the Little League field. That's what they should really do. If they really wanted to go all out in the Little League Classic, they should play the game in a Little League field. How about that? That would be something else. Um... <laughs> They, because I'm looking at this thing, it was on the TV as I had SummerSlam on my iPad, but I'm looking at this thing going, wow, these guys actually look like Little Leaguers with the uniforms they were wearing and the field that they were on. But other than that, I can't think of any other baseball storylines uh, that we had this weekend. If I'm missing it, well, tough shit. Let's move on. Outside of baseball, everybody's getting ready for football. So we're getting ready for the NFL season. Also getting ready for the big fight. It's fight week. That really is the, that's going to be the big story all week. Mayweather versus McGregor. Right now, McGregor's plus 350. Conor McGregor, plus 350. What's going to happen in this fight? I, my thought process has not changed. I still think that Mayweather actually has a chance to knock Conor McGregor out. I think he's got it. Forget about 
defense, defense, points, points, taking it to the distance and winning a decision. I think Mayweather can knock McGregor out. And the reason I say that is because Conor McGregor is not used to going deep into fights. He's just not. Conor McGregor, I mean, think about think about most of his wins. They come fairly early in, in, in fights, right? And even the times that he's gone the distance. What's the distance in UFC? Five rounds? Now, I get it, the length of the rounds, but still. Mayweather is sort of used to going the distance. He's used to these 12-round fights. I just have this feeling that McGregor's going to try to go for the knockout blow early in the first couple rounds. He's not going to be able to land one of those power punches to put Mayweather on the mat. And I I think he's going to be toast by the fifth or the sixth round. And when you're toast like that, not only do your punches not hurt as much, even if you're a power puncher, but, you know, you, you might be somewhat legless to the point where the guy who is used to going that deep could put you on your ass. So I actually think that Mayweather has a chance to knock Conor McGregor out. I'm not so sure that's a take that people have. I mean, I think a lot of people believe Mayweather's going to win the fight, but they just say that because they think McGregor's not going to be able to land anything crazy to knock Mayweather out. I agree with that, but I also think that, you know, when it gets deeper into this fight, well, Conor McGregor, I think he's going to be toast, and you could I think you could absolutely see Mayweather with a knockout win. But regardless, I'm... You know, you put your money on something. It's not really worth it to put your money on Mayweather. Like it's just, it's just not worth. It's just not worth the the amount that you would have to risk for something crazy to happen. You know how shady the boxing world can be at times. If it was a decision, and they did look at this thing like some type of potential trilogy, you never know where the judges are going to go. So it really isn't even worth the amount of money that you'd have to put down to win money. If you were picking Mayweather, it's not even worth it. It's not worth your money. But if you made me put my money on somebody, I'd put it on Mayweather winning the fight. So uh, it's fight week. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to pay for it. You know, I'm, I'm going to react to it next Monday. But uh, that's going to be the big story of the week. Again, we have the NFL sort of in the backdrop there of this fight because we're getting close to the third preseason game, which is the dress rehearsal, as I mentioned in the open. You know, you're going to see Tom Brady and the ones and the starters, they're going to play a full half. They might even play a little bit in the third quarter to get that taste of coming out of halftime and getting into game action. You know, it might be it might be one possession after the half, uh, and that's it. And they won't. the ones will not play in the fourth preseason game. So the dress rehearsal, preseason game number three, going to be this week, this weekend, and... Uh, you know, I'm sort of, just get me to the regular season. The Patriots are 0-2 in the preseason. And, right, they're 0-2? Is that the record? Who gives a shit, really, about the record? I mean, you, if you care about that, then you're caring about the wrong things. In fact, if they don't want to play Tom Brady at all against Detroit, I'm fine with it. I, I was going into the second preseason game thinking, I get it. You know, y- you want to get guys reps. Guys want to get reps. But when people talk about Brady being 40, I don't think he's going to fall off a cliff. I don't think he's going to have a bad season. But if you do want to take that number, 40, and you do want to do something to manage the age, then I think this would be the situation you'd manage that in the preseason. Why does Tom Brady have to play in the preseason? Like, they're playing Houston the other night. Going into that game, I'm thinking, 
All right, J.J. Watt's going to be out for blood. Do we really want J.J. Watt hitting Tom Brady from the side in a fucking preseason game? Give me a break. I didn't want that. But, um, you know, look, they, he played. They got through it. Now you have the dress rehearsal. He's going to play a full half. That's what we used to seeing. But I'm just telling you, if they didn't want to play him a full half, then if they didn't want to play him at all, then I'd be perfectly fine with it. I would. So... That's what we have in the NFL. Oh, one other NFL note. Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell. Look up at the sun, big dog. I if there's, if there's anyone I want to look up at the sun right now, it's Roger Goodell. Oh, I hope he's staring at the sun. I hope he has no idea. That clueless dickhead. I hope he has no clue about the total solar eclipse and Roger Goodell is just staring at the sun right now. He's going to sign an extension. They're going to sign him to an extension as the commissioner? Of the National Football League? Wow. Wow. Um, so that's all you need to know about the owners in this league. That, that, I mean, that, that, that's all you need to know. I hope this guy's staring into the sun so bad. It has, speaking of the sun, is it over? Can I go look right now and be fine? We got a live, a live video. I love being inside looking at a live video of the sun on a phone as it's shining out there. There it is. We got a live video of the sun. My sunglasses are on, so I can... I saw that video. I saw that video. Someone sent that to me. Uh, Someone said... (laughs) There's this video going around where you're looking at a light, (laughs) and the next thing you know, some dude's ball sack just blocks the light. That video has gone around. It's it's a funny video. It's a funny video, but... (laughs) I'm, I'm wondering, I'm like, why are you showing me a video of the solar eclipse right now when we could just go outside? Is it over? Let's dead serious. Is it done? You don't know? We have no idea. I've never been involved in something where everybody thinks they know about one thing, but yet at the same time knows fucking nothing. I, I'm like, I'm my, I'm, it's, this is mind boggling to me. Everybody's talking about the sun like there's some type of expert. And yet I'm asking all these questions and nobody has fucking answers. So, I mean, it just doesn't even make sense. It's not a big deal to me. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just asking because I, don't know, I like to go outside and get some sun. You need that. You know, you need some, you need some color. You need to go out and get some color. But um, SPF, too. You got to wear SPF. I get it. But... I think it's over. We have no idea. They have no idea. You have no idea. Don't try to act like an expert on this because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about either. So we'll move on from that. Um, What else do we got here? What else do we got? Before I get to my thoughts on SummerSlam and what I saw last night in Brooklyn, well, I'll say this. This is one NBA storyline that is so humorous to me, it's not even funny. And it's the Magic Johnson tampering with Paul George. Magic Johnson was on Jimmy Kimmel. Did you guys see this? Magic Johnson was on Jimmy Kimmel. And he was talking about how he had to go to school, you know, CBA school, tampering school. And he mentioned tampering. He, was, he sort of said it in jest. But Jimmy Kimmel followed up. He's like, oh, tell me about tampering. <laughs> tell me about tampering. And, you know, if you see Paul George in the street, like, what do you, what, can you do that? And Magic Johnson said, no, I can, I'm, I'm friendly with Paul George. I can see him in the street. I just can't talk to him about coming to the, coming to the Lakers. But, I can, but then Magic Johnson, that's where he goes, 
but I can always give him a wink, wink, you know, I come to L.A. And right then and there, that's tampering. When you're on Jimmy Kimmel and you're doing the wink, wink, Paul George come to L.A., that's tampering. That is, that, he just broke the tampering rules. However, while I'm acknowledging that's tampering and pointing out to people that that moment on Jimmy Kimmel is tampering, I don't give a shit because that's what these guys do. They tamper, not just in the NBA, but in the NFL, the NHL, Major League Baseball, they all tamper. Tampering is a real thing. People just need to accept it. So Magic Johnson, I'm sure that he has sent a text or two. He might have even placed a phone call to Paul George himself. I will guarantee you that that's happened. I tell this story all the time when it comes to tampering and people getting worked up about it. A player on a team outside of Boston, outside of New England, in a sport that I'm not going to say, was once recently, I want to say this was eh, a couple years ago, maybe four or five years ago, was being op- was being recruited, openly recruited, maybe not openly, but was being recruited by a Boston team. I read the text message on this player's phone from a Boston GM. And the text message said, come to Boston and be a legend. <laughs> that's what it said. I'm looking at that going, all right, that's tampering. Why would you even fucking show me this? This is tampering. Now, what am I going to do? Report? Uh, this is all, you know, I can't report that. that it, was, it was known. It was agreed to. I wasn't going to report anything that I read on this text. But it was enough information and a, and a, you know, detailed enough text to the point where I understood at that moment that tampering exists, okay? Because this person was, at the time, in another organization, in another city. And the GM's texting him, come to Boston and be a legend. <laughs> like, I, I was shocked, but at the same time, the more you think about it, the less shocking it becomes. Tampering's a real thing. It happens, and we just need to accept it. So don't get all nutty over the Magic, Magic Johnson thing. I, he, let's say... Even if he did tamper, what do you want to do? Paul George is a big boy. He can make his own decisions. Just because somebody tampers with him, that doesn't mean that he has to go there. Right? So, if he wants to go to L.A., he's going to go to L.A. Regardless of what anybody says to him. And he's going to L.A. That's where he wants to go. And we'll have to accept it when it happens. But, um, you know, moving on from that. And I'll, I'll close out the show here with my thoughts on the solar eclipse. No, just kidding. My thoughts on SummerSlam last night. Joey T, you watched SummerSlam last night? I did. You didn't. You watched Game of Thrones. I heard it was a good one. Though, it, let, me, let me ask you this. Do you agree with people tweeting about Game of Thrones while the episode is going on? Why would someone do that? Like tweet about a show while it's happening? Is it similar to me tweeting about the Red Sox during the game? Would you... If, if you think it is, then it's fine. I honestly, I'm not even being sarcastic. You think Game of Thrones is more of an event than a Red Sox game. You do. Yeah. If I'm on, if I'm on Twitter. Exactly. Good point. No, that's, I, I'm not, I'm honestly not, I'm just wondering. I'm wondering, you're right. I shouldn't, be, if I don't want to see, I should just not even be on Twitter. And that's fine. If I never went on Twitter again the rest of my life, believe me, my life would go on. 
Some people's lives wouldn't go on, um, but mine would. I'd be just fine without Twitter. I'm just asking for a friend. Is that accepted? (laughs) Tweeting about Game of Thrones during the actual show. Well, I didn't tweet about SummerSlam because I know that, you know, people might like to watch it after the fact. My overall takeaway from SummerSlam is that I think the best match of the night, well, you know what? The Fatal 4-Way, the last match, the championship match, that was uh, that was something. Brock Lesnar getting thrown through several tables by Braun Strowman. That was something else. I, you know, I, I, the Roman Reigns thing, I'm so glad he didn't win it. But if he was going to win and they were going to have a Shield reunion because you saw Rollins and Ambrose win the tag titles earlier in the night, and, and I had predicted that going in, that they were going to win the tag titles and they were going to help Reigns win the Universal title, and the, the Shield was going to have a reunion. Now, if they were going to do that, all right, I'd be fine with Reigns winning the championship. But if they weren't going to have a reunion, you're watching them out there, you're like, ah, I just don't see it. Honestly, the Superman punch is the dumbest move I've ever seen. We live in a time where a lot of these guys, you know, they come from, they come from New Japan Pro, and... And that's what, strong style? I mean, I'm not saying they actually, like, giving them bloody knees to the face. But there's a little bit more contact over in New Japan than, than you see in the WWE. And it, it's just, I don't know. I just think the Superman punch is stupid. And Roman Reigns isn't really somebody that I look at and think, you know, get this guy, get this guy the belt again. So I am kind of glad he didn't win. Now, Brock Lesnar retains the belt, something I didn't think he was going to do because they had teased that if he lost, he was going to leave, and they teased that just days after Bones Jones challenged Brock Lesnar to a super fight in UFC. So when that happened, I'm thinking to myself, all right, they're setting us up for Brock Lesnar to go back to UFC. All right, that's what they're doing. Well, um, it didn't happen. At least it hasn't happened yet. Brock Lesnar wins the Universal Championship. <sighs> you know, it was, it was pretty exciting. I, I thought that was a good match. But I thought the best match of the night was AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. AJ Styles, you know, he retains the United States Championship. Uh, Styles is one of the best in the biz. I think that if they can get Finn Balor out of the demon outfit, there's no reason to me why the, the main event at, at WrestleMania shouldn't be AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. Right? That, that should... Finn Balor and AJ Styles, they should be headlining WrestleMania. But I don't think they're going to do that. I mean, look, look, those are two former leaders of Bullet Club over in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I think that would be a cool storyline to play off of. You know, especially if they think they're going to get Kenny Omega into the mix. I don't know if they're going to do that, but we certainly, we, we shall see. But the Styles-Kevin Owens match was, I thought, the best match of the night. I'm trying to think of some other things that jumped out at me. I thought overall it was a it was a it was a good event. I thought it was, I thought SummerSlam it was a good showing. I expected a little bit more out of the Jinder Mahal Shinsuke Nakamura fight. Um, and I don't know what the reason that that wasn't really an exciting. I don't know what the reason was that that was an exciting fight. Maybe because Jinder Mahal is just sort of this big goof that came out of nowhere. I don't think he's very good, but he is a monster. Jinder Mahal is a monster. He's one of these guys that's just all roided up, 
they may, they've made him the face, sort of. Eh, maybe not the face, but when I think that when you hold the WWE Championship, you know, you're as close to being one of the faces of the company as you could get. I thought he was going to lose the belt to Shinsuke Nakamura, though. And it wasn't really a good match, which, which I didn't like to see because I think Nakamura is one of the best. His entrance is the best by far. Joey T, you see Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance ever? Great entrance. Maybe the best entrance I've ever seen. Guy's kind of a creep, but at the same time, the entrance, creepiness aside, is absolutely uh, one of the best that's out there, uh, uh, I think, in the history of wrestling. So I was disappointed in that fight, but uh, overall, I thought a very solid event for the WWE and for SummerSlam, and we'll see what happens moving forward. What's the next big pay-per-view Survivor Series, right? They get Survivor Series in November, then you got Royal Rumble, then you got WrestleMania. So before you know it, hey, WrestleMania will be here before you know it. You know, next summer will be here before you know it. Summer is almost over. Isn't that sad? That's kind of sad to say, but it is. It's true. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. But um, that's what we got. So I'll wrap it up with that. You can get this show whenever you want at dannypicard.com. Also available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, anywhere podcasts are available. Also, this show available on the Podcast One Network. Follow me on Twitter, at Danny Picard. One other thing here, before I, I, I forget, was the Stanley Cup in Southie this weekend? The, Stan, the Stanley Cup was in Southie? Why the fuck would the Stanley Cup be in Southie? The Bruins didn't win it. Nobody from Southie won it. Why, what's going on with the Stanley Cup in Southie? I, I missed that one. Like, that one so far over my head. So, so far, yeah. Well, yeah. We, we, we only got five. There's only five of us left. There's only five of us left in Southie. I mean, so I guess I can, I guess I can understand anybody could bring the cup and, and, and nobody would really know if the person who brought it is from Southie or not. Jesus, but um, I, I guess I don't understand that one. I don't care where you went to college. What? I don't. Get, I'm just confused. I'm not even mad. I'm just generally confused. Um, but whatever. It happened. The cup was in Salty, and I miss. I missed it. I I missed the cup in Salty. You know, I love the Stanley Cup. That's all I'm saying. Stanley Cup's gonna come to Salty. Somebody got. Nobody's gonna let me know. Love the Stanley Cup, but oh, another opportunity passed. To hoist the cup over my head. Until next time. Until next opportunity. This is the Danny Picard Show. Keep your sunglasses on. Because you never know. You never know when when this lunar eclipse is going to be done. And I only say that because everybody I ask has no fucking idea. They, they're the biggest. Everybody's an expert on this lunar eclipse. Wow, but nobody knows what the fuck's going on. So we'll leave it, we'll leave it with that. I'm back on Thursday. Again, get this show whenever you want at dannypicard.com and anywhere podcasts are available. Have a great week. Talk to you on Thursday.